live webinars are what blows everything else out of the water. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. I'm David Allen, your host from MakeWordsPay.com, as usual. And we have an exciting guest on here today because he's going to talk about webinars. And if you've been around internet marketing for any length of time, especially in the last few years, you know that webinars have become a massive thing. And in fact, people have built whole businesses just on a single webinar. And uh, Joel is an expert on these kind of things. So we're just going to jump right in. Joel, welcome to the show. Joel Irway. Hey, David, thanks for having me, man. Super excited to be here. Yeah, it's really great to have you on the show because this is like an ever-present thing for the last, I would say. Uh, you know, I really got into marketing about six or seven years ago now, I think it was, and uh, webinars were pretty prevalent even then. Some people like Frank Kern and stuff were pushing webinars, Russell Brunson, whom uh, you're attached to, and uh, and it, that's just even growing, I would say, to the point where uh, some people are creating whole businesses just on a, on a webinar. So maybe uh, take us back, you know, how did you get started in internet marketing or marketing in general and, uh, and take us all the way up to the present, how you got wrapped up in all this mess. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I think if you ask most people who are in the internet marketing space, nobody, because it's so relatively new, nobody like grows up and dreams, I want to become an internet marketer one day, right? <laughs> true, that's true. My, that's my lifelong goal. So I love like asking about the origin stories because you ask anybody and they're all like, you ask a hundred people, everyone's going to have a way different story. So my story starts back in, uh, let's say 2008, 2009, I had graduated from college in uh, Rochester. I went to Rochester Institute of Technology, graduated with a degree in mechanical engineering technology. So had aspirations to be an engineer. My father was an engineer. I honestly had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. So I said, you know what? My dad is an engineer. I kind of have a mind like him. So that is literally how I chose my engineering path. Did pretty well in college and graduated. And um, after I graduated, I spent eight months at a design firm Hmm. and I hated my life. I was sitting behind (laughs) a computer all day draw, drawing CAD and, and designing heating and cooling systems for commercial buildings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, five years in college after eight months, I'm like, this is not for me, right? Totally <laughs> makes, makes college worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems to be a more popular story, you know, uh, it, Every, every time we interview somebody. Well, you know, it's because it's so freaking expensive. And so everyone's kind of, it, it's a very easy target to throw stones at. But mm-hmm. anyway, I digress. <laughs> so after eight months, I started looking for a new gig. And uh, while I was at the consulting firm, we would have these sales reps come in every, I don't know, maybe once or twice a month or something. And they give presentations on equipment that they wanted us to design around, right? So they were mm-hmm. pitching us on their, on their equipment. I never really gave, you know, much thought to it. Didn't really know how they made money. Didn't really care. It was just, you know, I, they came in. I thought that was part of the business and I didn't have any clout at that point to even make any decisions. So those presentations were a good time, a good way for me to get free lunches and, and, you know, kind of <laughs> right. catch in on it. Yeah, it was a nice little bonus for me as a, as an engineer making 40 grand a year. But right. so anyway, uh, when I started looking for a new gig, I realized I had seen 
an opening for one of these sales reps, uh, one of these local rep firms, and they were looking to expand their territory, uh, expand their expand their business. They wanted a new sales rep to cover Buffalo and New York. And so I interviewed for it. I'm like, well, you know, I know HVAC. I know nothing about sales. I have zero sales experience. I'm probably not going to get the job, but I'll go interview anyway. And chances are, you know, as luck mm-hmm. may have it, they offered me the job and I almost turned it down, but it turned out to be the greatest decision of my life. Um, that was my introduction to business, to sales, to marketing, and to the whole world of, of entrepreneurship. So took that job and uh, was in it for about five years. The core way that we sold was through sales presentations. So as reps would come, like in my engineering days, as reps would come to my office, they'd give these sales presentations, say, hey, my, our equipment is awesome. You should design around it. So now I had to learn that business model and get intimately involved with how that worked. And I had the responsibility of getting new business and doing these presentations or bringing in the manufacturers who rep the equipment and they would give the presentations. And so um, learned the art and, and the model of that. And so over the next you know five years, that became the way that I mm-hmm. grew the business. So to kind of go a little bit deeper, because this is a core part of how I ultimately got into webinars, but for about two and a half to three years, we had really, really slow growth. And I was 100% commission only sales. Uh, so I ate what I killed, meaning like if I didn't sell anything, I didn't make right. any money. And uh, at that point, I had been bringing in my manufacturers that we represented. And they were giving the sales presentations and they were just flat out ineffective. I mean, I did it for mm-hmm. three years and we were really just kind of banging our heads against the wall. And as somebody who's entering a brand new territory where I didn't have the relationships to rely on with people to be like, hey, listen, can you throw me some, you know, a couple of deals here and there? That's how a lot of our business was won just over the course of long-term relationships. Well, I didn't have that because I was brand new. And I saw that these presentations were just putting people to sleep. I mean, it was engineers pitching products to engineers. And if you know anything, anything about engineers, we are some of the most boring people <laughs> out there. And so these presentations would literally put people to sleep. And so after three years of just like making hardly any money, I'm like, I need to make, make a change or get out of here. And so I saw the opportunity with sales presentation. I said, you know what? I'm going to learn how to give these presentations myself and see what happens there. So I would fly around the country and I would learn about these products that we were selling. And and every time that I went into an airport, I made a commitment to go buy another sales presentation book, like how to give an effective sales Mm -hmm. presentation. So I kept buying them and reading them. And after probably three or four books, I saw the common patterns that we weren't doing with our sales presentations. And the core part that I saw our gap was, was that we were way too technical, right? <laughs> there's, there's this saying that goes, a confused mind doesn't buy. And when right. you're teaching way too much, I call this the expert's curse, right? Mm. Anyone who's trying to explain why they should buy our product or our program or our services, we're usually so connected to the end product because we're the creator, we're the expert that like, we want to share everything we possibly know <laughs> about it. And that's like cardinal rule, cardinal mistake, number one, like just don't word vomit and you can't confuse your your prospect. And, and we were making a ton of mistakes, but that was like the core mistake that we made. And so when I revised the presentations and I started giving them myself, instead of waiting for my manufacturers to come in, that's when everything changed. So we basically ov- almost overnight, well, I shouldn't say overnight, but you know, within a year of me doing the presentations, we went from $500,000 a year in sales to about $2 million a year in Ooh. sales. And like everything just 
the entire game just completely changed. We started implementing a couple other marketing initiatives too, but the sales presentations were really what drove it. it. That's that's what lit the fire and that's what sparked the combustion of of massive growth. And so, okay, so that's kind of like where I came from. That was my mm-hmm. background. So basically went to $2 million a year in sales. Then I said, hey, listen, I caught the itch to go out on my own. I'm like, okay, awesome. Like had a ton of success, you know, growing this territory. You know, I think I can make this work on my own. And and so I read a couple of books. I read the four hour work week, learned about, I started to learn about internet marketing and uh, I'm like, what? I'm going to make it work. So in 2014, I left, I left that sales gig, a comfy six figure a year job. And like, I'm going to make this work for myself. And like most struggling entrepreneurs, I failed miserably uh, the <laughs> first, uh, the first year or so. So I tried to launch my own course. I had learned that webinars were a great way to sell courses. And so I was doing weekly live webinars to mm-hmm. a terrible market to do <laughs> the pitch. <laughs> right. So, so the webinars worked, but I was selling to a broke market. And that's a whole mm-hmm. other conversation that we can have, but it's part of the story. And so uh, basically I struggled. I hired a coach. I hired, that was my introduction to Russell Brunson. So I, mm-hmm. I hired him as, as my first coach, uh, paid him $10,000 and also spent a bunch of money on ads and eventually ran out of funds. And, uh, and so I reached out to Russell and like, Hey man, like, you know, we're making some sales and I can totally see how this works. But you know, I kind of had to come down to my humble beginnings and I'm like, listen, I'm out of cash. Like I need a job. Can I, can I sell for you? I know your coaching program. It's a great coaching program, mm-hmm. but you know, I just need some, I need some cash for ads and cash for some other things. And so thankfully he said, no, he goes, we are, all of our leads are, are booked right now, but you should talk to one of our coaching students, Jason, let me make the introduction because he's got a webinar and he wants somebody to follow up with those leads mm. and uh, on the phone. So I was initially trying to close deals for Russell on the phone. And so then he connected me with Jason. So have I lost you so far? No, no, this is great. It's great stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So journey. Yeah. yeah, It's, it all makes sense. I swear it might be a little (laughs) bit long, but it, it it all makes sense. So I reached out to Jason and I said, Hey man, uh, Russell wanted us to connect. I heard you're looking for a phone salesperson. And so he said, well, watch my webinar before you, you know, follow up these leads, watch my webinar. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then I'll have you follow up with the phone leads and we'll go from there. So I watched his presentation and uh, I'm like, man, you probably aren't making many sales of this presentation, are you? He goes, nope, that's why I need phone sales. I'm like, well, I think you have a bigger opportunity by uh, letting me take a stab at your at your webinar. And he goes, sure, I hate doing webinars, but I just know I need to do them. So by all means, take a, <laughs> you know, take a crack at it. Uh, I, I took two weeks, I revised his, his pitch, I revised his content, and I basically rewrote his entire webinar. And he went from making about one sale a week, he was running um, paid traffic to a weekly live webinar. He went from mm-hmm. making about one sale a week to the first time that I ran the webinar for him. So I was, I was delivering the webinar for him. Mm-hmm. We did 14 sales. And so Ooh. we went from $1,000 that first week to $14,000. And uh, yeah, it was, it was the rest Massive. of history. Yeah. I mean, like that was like, I had never considered that as an opportunity at that point. I'm like, well, how many other people are doing webinars? And I knew everybody in Russell's coaching program was doing webinars because that's what he told everyone to do. Right. And so that became kind of like my first client list. Mm-hmm. And 
we just started having success after success. So that was early 2015. And since then we have, so that first webinar we took to multiple seven figures. And since then we've done uh, roughly 10 webinars that have done seven figures and we've worked on over a hundred. So many of them have done multiple six figures and the rest is history. Yeah. Wow. That is a massive uh, shift in the results that they were getting. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, webinars are a lot of, they can be a lot of work, but it was, that's my journey into, into launching and scaling, uh, what is known now as, as the webinar agency. Right now, maybe let's delve into some of this because I'm sure you have, uh, you know, you have a way that you do it now that you've, uh, have a track record with. And, but at the beginning, I'm sure maybe you were playing around with a few different, uh, ways of going about it? It's a great question. Uh, The the core thing that makes a sales presentation effective is this delicate balance between how much do you teach and how much do you inspire, right? right? I was actually having a phone call with uh, with somebody earlier today and he has a webinar and he's like, you know, I know I'm I'm really not supposed to teach anything on the webinar and, (laughs) you know, it's just supposed to be a sales presentation. I'm like, well, that's one end. Like, so when people have a a low converting or a non-converting webinar, they don't teach anything and it just becomes one 60 pitch. minute long pitch fest. Right. Well, that doesn't work. Now there's the opposite end of the spectrum, which is where most people fall into mm-hmm. place, which is the expert's curse, which is let's say you're trying to sell a, you know, a six week training course at the end of your webinar. Well, the expert will, who's building the sales presentation, they take like, they think they need to take all six weeks worth of content and cram it into a 60 minute presentation. <laughs> right. And we're just going to get, they think that they're going to give them so much value that at the end, they're going to be like, Oh, thanks for that. Here's my credit card. Yes. I would love to buy the course. <laughs> like that's literally what they think. And right. it doesn't work that way. And and the reason why it doesn't work is because of what we said earlier, a confused mind doesn't buy. Like think about, think about it this way. If you were to go back to college or back to school and, and you're in a math class or a calculus class and your professor tried to cram a year's worth of content or a semester's worth of content into one class, you would be completely confused, completely overwhelmed, and you would give that teacher a terrible grade, an absolute like terrible review. That's yes. the best way for me to tie the analogy of like, of how you're supposed to, how to get people to actually want to take that next step with you, giving them value. And they're like, okay, awesome. Like, yes, I want to learn how to do this. I can see how this can work for me. And, uh, yet you didn't confuse the crap out of them. People don't want to learn everything in a hyper-condensed format. It's like, they just want to be led through the proper steps and in the information marketing world and online courses and online education, that's the best way for me to make that make that analogy. And that's the expert's curse as somebody who tries to cram everything down into a 60 minute presentation and you just completely confuse the crap out of your audience. And so um, if anyone's listening right now, I want you to literally write in big, bold words on your computer, or on your wall, <laughs> a confused mind doesn't buy like simplify, 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 simplify. That's the, that's the number one piece of advice that I can give you. And that that's exactly what we did in the HVAC world. That's exactly what I did with my first client. I simplified his content mm-hmm. and that's exactly what we did, but what we do with every single client that we work with now. So in a typical webinar that you create today, are you focusing on like the first step instead of the six, six weeks course crammed into a webinar? Are you starting with like the first week only 
and talking about that? Or are you just, you're giving an overview of the whole thing, but you're just kind of keeping it really simple. It's a great question. Here's how we structure the content. So we break the content. So like, if you look at your typical sales presentation or any presentation, right, you've got mm -hmm. three core components, your introduction, the content part in which you're teaching. Mm -hmm. And the final part is the call to action. So if we take a look at the middle part, which is the, the, the bulk of your presentation, that's the content, right? The way that we break it up, the way that we go about writing the sales presentations that in content portion, we break it up into three core components, three to four components, but we'll, we'll just keep it simple right now. Three core components. And the first part is where we really, I, I call the selling before we ever make the sale. Mm. Inside of the content part, we have to structure it in a way where we're selling the product. So when we get to the actual call to action, they're already sold and they're ready to take the next step. And so the way that we do it is with the first piece of content, we're actually introducing the overview, introducing the system, introducing the method. Right. right? So if I'll use my first client as the example, mm -hmm. if we are selling a um, how to build a business on Amazon course, right? Mm -hmm. The first piece of content that I'm going to show them inside of the webinar is whatever their method is. And so uh, one of the webinars that we built was uh, th these guys had a, um, they had a method to sell on Amazon. It was called the unsexy method. Okay. Now I'm not going to get into details because I'm not sure. an Amazon expert, but you know, basically their method was different because everybody else who was teaching how to build a business on Amazon, they were saying, Hey, go find the best selling products and piggyback off of them. Mm -hmm. Well, they did the exact opposite. They said, go find unsexy products like toothpaste and water bottles and mm -hmm. coffee filters, and you can make a killing off of that. So in the first piece of content, we introduced the system, which is ultimately what they were selling at the end. So it's, we were introduced to the system, which was the unsexy method for how we made millions on Amazon. So we spent about 10 to 15 minutes walking them through very, very top level overview. We're not getting into nitty gritty details. We're walking them through the top level overview of what the system was. Now, at that point, they see the opportunity. By the time we finish with content piece number one, they've seen the opportunity. They understand the model and they understand the system. Just like if I were to walk up to you on the sidewalk and say, hey, would you like to buy this Amazon business building course? Here's a quick two to three you know, sentence overview. If you were interested, you'd be like, okay, well, that makes sense. But I have a couple of questions, but I've got a couple of objections. We look at that inside of the webinar. We look at that and we place those top two objections as content piece number two and content piece number three. So in the Amazon webinar, it was, hey, okay, that makes sense. I totally get how you're selling unsexy products, but all, aren't all of the distributors already, you know, taken, like, aren't they already used by the top power sellers? That was a big objection that we got on, on the webinar. And we knew that from talking to, to my clients. Mm -hmm. So we literally, that was secret number two, you know, how to debunk the bestseller or how to debunk the myth of, um, you know, finding how to find some unlimited suppliers mm -hmm. to work with, you know, that was literally secret number two. And we would have that transition statement saying, you know, raising that objection because I wanted to have that conversation with my prospect mm -hmm. in, like in their mind. It was so we would literally bring that objection up like, oh, well, aren't all the good suppliers already taken? Well, that's a false belief. Right. And we're going to talk about that in secret number two. So then we spent, you know, about five to 10 minutes talking about secret number two, how to find suppliers. And, and ultimately, when you find suppliers, that's going to lead you to finding products to sell. And so the final objection that we had to conquer was after we shown showed them where to find all the suppliers, we would show them how those suppliers will give you lists of tens of thousands of products to sell. And now the objection was, holy crap, 
that's a lot of products. How do I filter through them and find out which ones are actually going to be profitable? That's exactly what secret number three became. And so by the time we ended up, we finished with all of the content before we ever got to the pitch, we introduced our product and we conquered their top two objections. So by the time we got to this, you know, to the offer, they're like, holy crap, I get it. I can do this. Like, where do I sign up? And that is how you sell without mm -hmm. even making an offer. Right. You just <clears throat> knock down all the objections ahead of time. And then people are like, well, they've answered all the questions I, I had in my head. And then, oh, here's the way we get it. Yep. Pretty it's, much. Uh, just kind of copy 101, maybe mm -hmm. uh, for people that are interested. Now, uh, so have you, is this the webinars you mostly do? Are these... Uh, live webinars or are they evergreen ones that are automated or is there a combination or? Uh, I would love to talk about evergreen webinars and live <laughs> webinars. So, so to answer your question, I primarily only want to work with people who are doing live webinars because live webinars are what blows everything else out of the water. There's a reason why webinars work so well and okay. we don't call them automated webinars because when you have an automated webinar, you're essentially now just building another automated sales funnel sequence, whether that's an email campaign, whether that's a three-part video series, like it's going to perform. Yeah, it might perform slightly better, mm -hmm. but it's when you get into that automation role, like you're you're now, you're yeah. now just you're comparing it to those. And so we focus on live webinars because they will absolutely blow the socks off of any other sales conversion mechanism when you do it live because you're building that relationship. And we only focus on cold traffic too. So all of this is cold traffic conversion. So cold traffic from a live webinar, you know, cold traffic promotion to a live webinar to a sale. But there's a reason why webinars work so well, live webinars work so well. And it's because you're building that relationship with your audience very, very quickly. They just met you. They just jumped on your list. Mm -hmm. You're on the webinar. You get to talk to them. You get mm -hmm. to answer their questions. And now, even if they don't buy, they now become a super warm prospect on your list. And they will most likely buy from you later on down the road. And so... Yes, most of what I'm talking about here is is live. We've had very successful automated webinar campaigns too, but you know, we really only want to work with people basis of them doing them live. You know, where where are you going to take this, Joel? What's the next uh, what's the next step? Yeah, so with the webinar agency, we've got a lot of cool things that are coming up. Uh, we are about to start running live events. Uh, we're running live events for experts. We're running live events for copywriters to help them perfect the art and the craft of what they're doing. Uh, we are focusing, uh, we're putting a heavy focus on training copywriters because over the past, I'd say eight to 12 months, I was interviewing copywriters and trying to grow our team on the, on, on the agency side, the done for you side. And, and there are a lot of copywriters out there who think they know how to write <laughs> webinars. And we went through half a dozen before we found, I mean, we, we paid over half a dozen Right. to write webinars and uh, until we finally found uh, we've got two rock stars right now who who love writing webinars and it, they just you know eat sleep and breathe this stuff and so uh, it's that's been great so we were working a long time on on building the team mm -hmm. and so now we're we're growing <clears throat> even more and I saw that there was a huge uh, there was a huge opportunity to train copywriters because they really, a lot of people don't know how to write webinars right. correctly. I, it, it blew my mind. I had some, I would pay some webinar copywriters to write scripts mm -hmm. and they would write the introduction and they'd write the sales, you know, the close mm -hmm. and they would leave the content blank. And I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> like, you realize that's the most important part. Like <laughs> it's not the close because when you're live, like People yeah. will buy you. They're not buying your program. They're yeah. buying you. And like, yeah, well, we just have, we have the, uh, we have the client fill in the content. And I'm like, oh, we need, we need to educate. We need to educate. Cause if that's, <laughs> 
we had a lot of people who said that, yeah, we just have the client film the content. It's like, Oh boy. Oh my God. So yeah, that's where we're going next is, uh, you know, we're, we're growing the podcast and, uh, and we're, we're going to start doing live events. So I'm really excited for, for what we've got coming up. Absolutely. It sounds great. And I'm sure the people in our audience will be looking forward to seeing how that takes shape and where they can access that. So how, how should people get a hold of you, Joel? People want to, you know, uh, learn about this stuff, what's coming up in regards to training copywriters or just getting maybe a webinar done for their business. Uh, where can they reach you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, there's lots of ways. And so, uh, Number one, you can check out our podcast. We go over tons and tons and tons of webinar techniques and marketing funnels and all that other stuff. I think we've got like 27 interviews already done nice. live at the time of this. So um, that's sold with webinars, S-O-L-D, soldwithwebinars.com slash live. And you can you can check out the podcast there. Uh, if you want to reach out to our agency, you can go to the webinaragency.com. And uh, we also have weekly live webinars and you can go check out those weekly live webinars and funnel hack me and do what. <laughs> See how one is actually written. That's right. So you can go to uh, join the webinar accelerator.com slash live, very long URL. Uh, but <laughs> that's where you can sign up for our, our live webinars or just email me joel at the webinar agency.com. So there's a bunch of ways you can get a hold of me. Awesome. Well, you really dropped some bombs on people that uh, I know myself personally. I had some <clears throat> sort of thoughts about what webinars are and aren't. You changed a few of those even in my head. And uh, I think this is a great, uh, great avenue on the show because you've dropped a lot of value here today. Awesome. Yeah, I had fun, man. I, I really enjoyed it. And hopefully your audience will pick up a couple tidbits and turn it into some money-making opportunities for themselves and their business. Absolutely. I think we will. Thanks for coming on the show. Everybody else, we'll be back again with another edition of the podcast next week, hopefully with somebody uh, as knowledgeable as Joel has been in this last hour. Until then. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more. Oh, yeah.